Welcome to Nude, where we strip back the layers of cultural conditioning, taboos and shame around sex, intimacy and relationships. I am so excited to share with you some of the knowledge and wisdom I've gained as a self-development enthusiast, exotic dancer, mother, dominatrix and polyamorous lover. If you're open-minded and ready to hear some real juicy and vulnerable conversations with some epic and fascinating people, then stay tuned and let's get into it. Hello and welcome to this episode of Nude. (laughs) (laughs) I love how you say it. That's how I say it now. Like it's official. (laughs) Um, Today I'm here with David. Hi. (laughs) Always very happy to have you, babe. I'm so happy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so today we're going to talk about our relationship again. Yay. Yay. Yeah. Um, Cool. Because that's what we share. (laughs) Yeah. Talk about our relationship. And we're going to talk about some things. Well, it's a pattern pattern that has been noticeable through our relationship of me uh, mothering you yeah and you allowing me to mother you <laughs> is that specific to our relationship though or is that in relationships and for relationships in general and other relationships we've experienced where that pattern yeah emerges? yeah so this is definitely a pattern and i do think they're like i know i think women are especially raised i know I feel like I absorbed this message that we are needing to please others and we're needing to take care of others' feelings and that we're responsible for not upsetting men or for helping men when they are upset and for uh, just generally kind of mothering men well before we actually have our own children to mother. Mm. I feel like that's a bit of a message that we get growing up as young girls Uh, and so definitely I have noticed in my previous relationships that I have fallen into this pattern of feeling uh, emotionally responsible for my partner and then feeling like anytime they're upset or I've done something that has upset them or basically they're just having a hard time in any way I somehow feel responsible for helping them through that and I take some of their pain onto me and feel like I need to fix and help. And those partners and you are also responsible for then allowing that to happen rather than just setting boundaries and saying, no, like I... I have my own ways of dealing with this and here's how I'm going to deal with it. But being mothered is so nice. Right, exactly. (laughs) And, you know, I guess, I mean, you share how how does it feel for you when, because this has slowly been getting better and better, right, through our relationship. We've been noticing the pattern before it turns into this big thing where you're a little helpless boy and I'm, uh, mother and then there's that now there's no polarity there's no sexiness there's no <laughs> yeah because you'll be an angry mother and i'll be an annoying um shit bag yep. um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah i want to kind of a little talk about the i guess root 
causes of that for for our generation or mm-hmm. for the for the past generations where i guess men have been brought up by women mm-hmm. mainly or most many many men have been brought up by by women due to for for many generations now due to the lack of presence of fathers due to wars or then later on going to work and for me for example i haven't had a lot of time spent with my dad growing up and therefore i have a lot of disconnection with or i've experienced a lot of disconnection with um certain emotions of myself and other men around me it's been really difficult for me to gather men around me that i can trust mm. and that i can call close friends um or mentors or um whatever because there was so much there was so much pain of feeling abandoned by my dad and you've you've had a lot of abandonment issues coming up with your dad mm. um as well and i've never been like severely disappointed by my dad due to certain actions but it was just this constant lack of presence that he's exposed me to or that I was exposed to and he was he, he's a hard worker he would work like 80 70 to 80 hours a week and then every second weekend and a lot of times he would go fishing when he's not um, working at the weekends and I would go fishing sometimes but I was also a kid so going out in the rain and the cold um, to go fishing with my dad as one of the only ways to spend time with him other than having dinner together was not something that I was super keen of, mm. super keen on for a long time. And then um, I stopped I stopped doing that altogether. And later on, we would start diving together and we would go on diving holidays once a year. From my age of 13, we would go once a year, we'd go away for two weeks. And that was my time spent with my dad. It was about two, maybe three weeks a year <laughs> where I could connect with my dad. And that's just not enough. And um I think in the relationship to my mother, um, she's been struggling with alcoholism and depression and it's, it never felt safe for me to express myself emotionally around my around my mom and my dad. Um, my dad being too busy, my mom too being too depressed and caught up in her own shit. So yeah, there was like a big lack of parenting in my whole life, really. I lived in the same house with my parents, but the emotional support that I wish I had could have had from my parents um wasn't there so being in a relationship with a woman that also is a mom such as you i do catch myself falling into a pattern sometimes where i would where i kind of grieve that lack of connection that i had with my parents or with my mom Mm. and i see how you could provide that for me some of that and I can see how when I'm having a bad day and I'm feeling all shit and sad how you open your arms and you want to cuddle me and you want to kind of nurse me back into feeling good and how I can easily get caught in the trap of doing that as a quick fix to help myself out of this situation which which doesn't work because um it's it's it can get toxic real quick like that it's disempowering i think for you actually that's what it seems like i feel like i'm not empowering you to get yourself out when you get yourself out of out of an issue you then feel stronger for it and you Mm. and you 
built tools, hey, you're like, oh, wow, I got myself out of this in this way and now I can use that next time. But if I'm the one kind of helping you out, it doesn't feel like it empowers you. Mm. I'm also not a child anymore, you know, Mm. like I could go see my mom right now. Um, I mean, not right now because she's in Germany, but I could um, have a conversation with her and I could open up to her and I could share things with her that I couldn't share when I was a child. And that would feel very satisfying to me Mm. when I would do these things with you. It's not the same because you're not my mom. I don't have the same emotional connection, but the, the, the trap happens still because you express that kind of energy that Mm. I'm used to or that I was longing for as a child. And when I'm having a bad day and I'm, I'm moving into my wounded child energy, that's what I'm, feeling drawn to Mm. and you might be triggered by that as a mom or Mm. as a woman feeling like you need to take care of your man Mm -hmm. and you open your arms and let me let me rest and i'm not saying like you wouldn't let me have a cuddle or you know like it's the it's the victimization that i might fall into as Mm. a trap where i victimize myself to create Mm. these spaces where i can then be helped by you yeah you know and things like kind of progress from just like me holding you to it kind of gets dragged out over maybe the period of a day or a couple of days and where i'm still in the mother space and you're in the wounded child space Mm. and so you start acting like a wounded child you kind of lash out by saying something a little bit like mean or a little bit uh you know, judgmental or Mm. something will just come from the wounded child and it will kind of continue. And I am in the space of a mother and mothers put up with so much from their kids that other adults wouldn't. And obviously that's a huge lesson as a mother is figuring out that line of like deep compassion and empathy and love for your child and also having boundaries. Yeah, but I'm not your child. Exactly. I'm your lover. Exactly. And putting up with my shit as your lover to that in that space is not okay. No, and it only so, worsens everything because it yeah. also breeds – you feel guilty, right? You start to feel guilty because yeah. you're also aware of what you're doing, but you're not yet able to get yourself out of it. And so if I just allow it to continue and allow the mothering wounded child relationship to keep going, then it just worsens and worsens. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So um, there was a thing that happened last, this week, last, Mm. last weekend um, where I've been a shit bag. After your birthday. After my birthday. I mean, it kind of started with my birthday. I've just had my 29th birthday and the birthday itself was a real shitty day. I woke up in a funk and I couldn't get myself out of it. And you've had some preparations made for the day to make the day very special for me. But I couldn't quite receive any of it. And I've I've got this thing going on where I just um, really struggle to receive love on my birthday, it seems. And um, you tried to give me all this birthday love and I couldn't receive it. And then it kind of created this... Me being like, ah, my birthday, it sucks so much. And I can feel childhood trauma come up. And yeah, there was some birthdays as a child that were really traumatizing for me. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm still still wrestling with that. And it seems to come up every birthday. And it came up and I rejected 
I was in a rejective space of, um, yeah, I just wanted to be by myself, but I couldn't voice that because you've had all these really sweet preparations made and I didn't want it to upset you by saying, I just want space right now. And you were lingering around because you're like, oh, he's going to feel better, hopefully, and then I can give him all the love. Like I wrote you a rap song for your birthday and I was like, surely the rap song, it'll cheer you up. It was, it was great. <laughs> but no, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. Well, didn't maybe work. there was a muttering thing, you know. I mean, not yeah. the rap song itself, but using it to cheer me up. <laughs> yeah, um, totally. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's me like tiptoeing around you, like, oh, darling, will this help? Oh, would this help? Yeah, you know, it's this real like. Yeah. Um, like, no, nothing helps. Leave me alone. <laughs> that was my much. voice inside, but um, I didn't. Um, <laughs> I didn't say that because I was so worried about hurting your feelings. Right. And I'm not setting um, boundaries because I'm so scared about hurting your feelings. <laughs> so the shit storm starts to develop. <laughs> um, yeah. And then the day just kept going like this. And at some point you wanted to give me a massage and you started crying. because oh, yeah, Five minutes into the massage and I started crying. Because <laughs> it was all so sad. <laughs> But I lay on the massage bench and you can't enjoy giving love to me because I'm stiff like a board. Um, yeah, and then what happened What happened then? I can't quite remember. So, well, you held me while I cried and then I think we had a bit of space for a while. Mm. But, like, we also wanted to do anal. <laughs> Yeah, that was another birthday. Um, that was a birthday gift. Gift um, that I requested. And I had prepared my... my All the pressure. Anus. Yeah, prepared anus. <laughs> so much pressure on me for that day to perform. And I was not in the mood. And then... And neither it, was I really because of all the tension. Yeah. It was just... <laughs> but the preparations have been made. And therefore I felt pressure to perform and be happy on my day that I was not happy at and yeah definitely good lesson to just listen and take the space and I could have just gone for a walk in the morning and clear my head but I didn't and you kind of said that really that day you you should have just taken it for yourself yeah or even if you just went in the morning hey and took like half the day yeah and then made a decision on whether you're actually in a space to be around me yeah. and and receive love or not. And then yeah. you could have just spent the rest of the day by yourself if yeah. that was the case. Yeah. But you felt the pressure, right? Yeah. And the, the expectations, pressure. even though my intentions were to, to support you to do whatever you wanted for your birthday. If that was to be alone, I 100% wanted to support that and was fine with it. Yeah. But you... I, I guess maybe from your childhood, this expectation that you feel to be present and like entertain happy. and happy and be there for others on your own birthday, yeah. Yeah. which is not what I wanted to create, but it still happened yeah. anyway. I just, you know, like my parents would come in at 6am in the morning to wake me up with this horrible happy birthday song. <laughs> and I just wanted to sleep in. It's my fucking birthday. Why yeah. do you wake me up at my birthday at 6am? Just because my dad needs to go to work. <laughs> He needs to come in that early to sing happy birthday oh. to me. Just do it just do it in the afternoon when you come back. Yeah. You know, he works like right next door from our house. Like he can jump on over for lunch. Um I mean, you know, when it was a school day then then not, but yeah. 
he finishes work around 8 p.m. So they'll be all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <Aww. laughs> uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so then we did have anal because I was <laughs> we ended up having sex. Yeah. How did it get to that? Um, I think... I think it was a very desperate move. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. It was a desperate move to save the day. And then... <laughs> And then, and then I was just so prepared for anal. Like yeah. I just wanted to get that done because it's been so long, and I did all the preparations, and yeah. I really enjoy it, you know. But I I like to you know make the preparations, which is a bit of an effort. So I get lazy yeah. sometimes with that. Anyways, so so we did it, but it wasn't the best. Yeah, Do I mean, you, I still had a nice orgasm, yeah. but. <laughs> Do you want to clarify what preparations in terms of anal mean? Like anal douching, like washing out your asshole from the inside out using either like a squeezy bottle douche thing. Douche. Douche. That's what they're called. (laughs) I I don't know. know. (laughs) (laughs) Or like an enema bag is also what I use. Like sometimes I'll just like use the anal sex excuse to do like a big fast and like enema and get my guts real clean. feels super nice. Mm. And then anal feels awesome because you know you're super clean. Yeah. And you can just relax and enjoy it. Mm. Yeah. So I like to make those preparations because it makes me feel much more relaxed and, yeah. and, and enjoy anal. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, I still did enjoy it. But then it kind of didn't end great because you felt like I was stealing your, your birthday anal. <laughs> <laughs> You made it all about yourself. You like got resentful yeah. that I was making it about myself yeah. and having orgasms and you were just kind of... And you're like, oh, I can't wait for you to come inside me. <laughs> and I'm like, what's well, all about you now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then I didn't want it to come. And yeah. And then ended. you're like, well, I'm not going to come now then. <laughs> <laughs> you're like out of spite. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> Yeah, good times. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I can't remember how the night ended, but... I think we just ended up going to bed. Uh, yeah, um, we did. It was a bit painful, though. It took, yeah, it it took was, a while. It was not a great day. It was not a great um, day. Next day was great, though, because I had some friends come over and the birthday pressure was gone because right. it was not my birthday anymore. <laughs> but I could have my birthday dinner <laughs> with my friends. Yeah, that was a great night. We had potluck. Yeah. And all our friends over and yeah, yeah, of, it was super nice. Yeah, lots of fun. I do want to mention as well, like what happens, what happens for me. And I think, you know, I was in an 11 year relationship before in which I was in this pattern of feeling emotionally responsible for him. And this, I think there's a lot attached to that as well with my lack of parenting from my father and neglect. And I think the it almost becomes this like way of securing the relationship is by mothering him. You know, it's like, you know, my father kind of left and in some many ways kind of abandoned me. So there's definitely some abandonment issues there. And so I think this constant need or feeling that I need to take care of my partner's emotions and make sure they're always okay comes from actually the fear that they're going to leave and fear of abandonment because that's what my father did. And there, and I think as well with my father, I never actually got the opportunity to, um, to speak to him about it or to do anything about it. It was so out of my control, even when he wouldn't, when he would say he was going to come and pick me up and then he wouldn't show up, he would tell my mum rather than 
talking to me about it. And so I think it almost became this way of having power in a relationship too. Like for the 11 years, me being able to mother him all the time and help him and hold him almost became a way of being powerful as well. Because mm. if you need me, you won't leave me, you know? And so it kind of became this, yeah, like perpetual cycle that we were both in. And he was also, you know, maybe not able to stand on his own feet and set his own boundaries and take care of himself in a way. And yeah, we just kind of perpetuated that cycle for, for quite some time. And it's in our relationship too. And I, yeah, I think. In a different, in a different way though. Like I'm, I'm, I think I'm someone who likes to be at least acting like I was very independent. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, we've both grown a lot, you know, I do like my space and I do, you know, I called you out um, last weekend when I went, when I wanted to go sailing for a few Mm. days by myself um, and the reaction you have Mm. to me saying, I'm going to go away for a few days and you know, your face seems disappointed and Mm. heartbroken and it made it difficult for me to voice these um, things that I wanted to go away um, to spend some time by myself or with friends or whatever because I could see your reaction and um, it didn't feel like you were supporting me and mm-hmm. spending time by myself. So I would sometimes hold back with these ideas because I didn't want it to hurt you. And that um, would kind of breed a, like tension and resentment yeah. because you're feeling like you, you're not free. Yeah. And in my head, I'm feeling like you're so free. Yeah. But the, that little reaction and, – and that was so good that you called me out about that too because I hadn't noticed it. Mm. Or if I had noticed it, I hadn't thought you had noticed it. Like there was when you – what I realized because I went to therapy the day after or two days after you told me this because I realized that there's something happening there that I'm not quite aware of. And yeah, when you tell me you're going away for a few days, it's an initial like immediate bodily reaction of like (gasps) abandonment. Mm. And in my logical brain, I'm so happy that you're going away because I love that you do that for yourself and take care of yourself. And um, I love that you feel that freedom and independence to go and just yeah do your own thing like I love that about you and I love it for myself because it allows me to do that for myself and it gives when you're not here with your dick distracting me all the time (laughs) I get a lot done (laughs) but when you're here it's really hard it's just you know it's very distracting all the hardship you have to endure in your very difficult life yeah it's really difficult having that good dick all the time available um (laughs) so hot ship yeah i get it did you get i i also had a joke just before that but you missed it because you were coughing (laughs) (laughs) anyways (laughs) so so yeah there's so many reasons why i love that you go away but my body this old old stored trauma of abandonment comes up first mm-hmm. and you notice it and then i come in afterwards oh yeah like go have a great time but you don't believe anything i'm saying because you've seen my immediate reaction and it's like oh, don't leave me yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i'm thinking about all like some future plans that i've made for for my life of going for extended sailing trips maybe up to the islands or where i'm just 
really just just kind of driven by adventure, I guess. And um, sometimes there's space for you, and sometimes there's no space for you to come along. And um, yeah, it kind of kept me holding back to develop these plans because, like, I was felt like I was on this crossroads. I had to like make a decision whether if I can be with you. Or if I can achieve my dreams. Mm. Because I was so worried that it will continue hurting you mm. when I only go away for three days and I want to go for, for three months, you know? Totally. Um, and that's difficult. That was difficult for me to be in and that was important for me to voice that to you and just check in. It was like, where does this come from? Because mm. cause I didn't know where that came from. That, like, yeah, just this sense I got from you being heartbroken when I tell mm. you I'm going away for some time. And your face would just tell me that you're worried that mm. I might not come back, you know. Mm -hmm. And that's what you told me, like, because you were worried that your dad would not come back mm -hmm. and ever pick you up again. And I'm always going to come back because I live here. <laughs> 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 But um, we live in the same house. So um, there's a lot of reasons for me to come back. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, um, totally. And that's the thing that, you know, why I went to therapy, because I was like, this isn't about our relationship. I don't have fears that you are going to abandon me. Uh, I don't have a lot of fear in our relationship at all. Hmm. And I don't. Yeah. So when so when that came up, I was like, this is not about us or you. Um, but there's clearly something and yeah, figuring that I had a really great session where I went regressed back into my child self and expressed her and then spoke to her from my adult self. And yeah, it was a really great session and yeah, really had a lot of realizations around that. It was great. Uh, yeah. And so, you know, we kind of realized like even now going forward, you may spring it on me that you're going away for a few days and I may still have the reaction. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not, I'm not 100% healed now just because yeah. I've figured it out. Yeah. But it's just being aware that I may have this reaction. It is not about how I actually feel about you going away. Mm. <clears throat> And you can support me by lovingly still doing what you said you were going to do. And I now know that it's not about me. Yeah. But it's about some um, things going on with your dad. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you, I'm I'm going to be back. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm gonna be that's back it. You can maybe days, you know, support like, me by saying lovely yeah. things and letting yeah. me know when you're going to be back and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I think this also, when you went away this time, you were leaving um, in not a great space mm. and there was some tension between us. So that probably contributes to that feeling yeah. of of fear of abandonment. If you're, if you tell me three days in advance, I'm going away and then it comes to that day and we're in a great space, I'm probably not going to have any reaction. Mm. But I think, yeah, there is that added extra of like, if things aren't yeah. great and then you're like, I'm going to the boat, I'll be back in three days. I'm yeah. like, <gasps> yeah. And I think that's, that's what we're learning right now is for me to take my space before mm. it gets um, edgy and before there's friction between us because yeah. that's how it has happened a lot of times in the past that I take that space as an escape yes. from um, things that are happening between us so that I can sort out my shit. And for me, um, it becoming a routine, mm. it will feel safer for both of, both of us, I assume, um, to to take that space because mm -hmm. it doesn't it wouldn't come from a space of like this over there is too much for me right now and therefore I have to retreat, go over there. Mm -hmm. I would like to be like, 
this is what I do sometimes and this is what I do other times mm. to balance my life um, so that I can be so that I can feel wholesome because mm. both things are spaces that I love being in but if I'm spending too much space in one area then I get fed up with it and I'm feeling I'm like neglecting the other mm. space mm -hmm. and then I'm feeling like I'm abandoning the ocean yeah which I'm and feeling very connected to and I need to spend certain time there close mm. to it right now to feel I'm a human <laughs> yeah and mm. if I don't do that for certain periods of times then I'm feeling something is missing in my life mm. the other way around like when I'm when I'm spending a lot of time away from you um which hasn't happened a lot because we've been spending a lot of time together um then I start missing you mm. and I want to I want to be with you you know and finding that balance is um I guess a great goal to achieve yeah <laughs> we really realized yeah. how you need to f really find a way to take up more space in the house yeah. and make more space for yourself and really set boundaries and be m like more mindful of your own um yeah. yeah just really making time for yourself because you're living with me and my son and that we take up a lot of space and, and two flatmates and two flatmates and my nature also is to just dominate and control the space and um you know I definitely spend most of my time thinking about myself and my son so I'm not thinking about you know you and you needing to set boundaries for your space. Mm. I just trust that you're going to do it. So if you don't do it, then you know it's your problem. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. This, um, the sobering truth. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to just um, going to wrap up soon, but I did want to mention like actually how I set boundaries when I'm in that mothering space because I don't think I really said that and I think that's really important so yeah. like yeah. when we're when you're coming into this wounded child space I ask you I ask you to call me out yes yeah yeah, yeah. and I've noticed like for you it's it's a new thing for me to be able to call someone out a partner in particular mm. so directly yeah and it really works well with you and I've noticed um, when I'm just like, this is what you're doing and maybe you should think about doing this. And then I just go and do my own thing. You really take it on and you're like, oh, whoa, what am I doing? But when I, yeah, when I keep mothering and looking after and putting up with your shit and allowing you to continue the spiral, um, yeah, it only just gets worse and worse until it ends up in a big argument or something. So, yeah, so when you're in that space it's it's really feeling into myself am i like am i at capacity now so i've given you some love i've held you i've maybe you know we've talked some things through you're still in your funk mm. ne then it's time for me to feel into my body and be like am i getting a little bit frustrated am i getting a little bit irritated am i feeling like i actually just want him to go away Now, am I feeling like I want to go away? You know, it's like taking the time to feel into what do I need now rather than just because I'm not in a funk and you are doesn't mean that my needs are any less important than yours. And I think that's what happens is I start putting your needs above mine because you're in a funk. Hmm. But that actually just worsens everything because then we fall into that pattern again. 
of me being a mother because that's what mothers do, right? They put their children's needs above theirs. However, I think that's a whole other topic going into how we should do that as mothers, but I think there's a lot more boundaries need to be put in there as well. Anyways, so yeah. So it's feeling into myself, what do I actually need and communicating that to you or just doing it and saying, I'm done with this. Please look after yourself now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go out with the girls or I'm going to go to bed or I'm going to do my work, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. So I ask you to call me out when I'm being a shit bag. Yeah. You can tell me, hey, this is what you're doing right now. This is what it makes me feel <clears> like. <throat> you're being a shit bag. Mm-hmm. Just go, go for a walk or yeah. go see a friend or yeah. go to a boat. Go or, to the boat. Mm. Um, whatever something that will create space between us yeah. because there's no point sticking together <clears throat> when I'm throwing my shit around. Yeah. And I'm not doing that intentionally, obviously, but it's just the headspace I'm in. I'm, I seem unable to show compassion and mm. a lot of love. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm just, I'm just in a dark hole. And you're also basically. not really receiving a lot of the love I'm giving no. either. And it, just seems to worsen things. Yeah. So it's because yeah. wa- I, I feel I, I can't receive it. It's a wasted it. energy of, from my part. Yeah, I feel I can't receive it, and I see you exhausting yourself. Right, exactly. Loving me. Yeah, but I can't receive it, and then yeah. I feel guilty. Yeah, that you're working your ass off. Mm-hmm. Um, that not working your ass off, but you're like, um, I'm just trying so real hard, and I am know? pouring yeah. energy into trying yeah. to help you. Yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah. It's not. It's not just one sided, like. Like there were situations where, where you were in a space like this. And, and what oh, totally. I like to do is just taking space, you yeah. know, like I, mm-hmm. I just, I, I tend to just retreat mm-hmm. if I'm feeling like I've given you some food maybe, or, mm-hmm. you know, like I've asked if you want a cup of tea and um, then I just, you know, slowly walk out of the room backwards. <laughs> it's like, okay, see you later. <laughs> yeah. And you feel like, I feel like you're this like wild cat that's like in a room in a cage and just like slowly walking out backwards <laughs> and shut the door and run away. <laughs> oh, that is what it's yeah. like though, you know, and those, and I can remember many times where you have done that and made space for yourself. And in the moment, I'm angry mm. because in the moment I'm just in pure shadow. I'm not in a empowered, enlightened state, you know, I'm just in darkness. Yeah. So in the moment I might feel like a little bit of anger or resentment, but as soon as I come out of it, I'm so glad that you took care of yourself because it helped. It just, it actually just speeds up the whole process yeah. because then Hey, it really feels like it just drags it out when one person is just allowing the other to just continue in their spiral, throwing their shit at them, you know? Mm. I think it just drags it out. And whereas when you start setting boundaries and taking space for yourself, I'm like, oh, okay, you know, this is actually my shit. Mm. <laughs> I actually need to sort this out myself. And yeah. he can only do so much. Whereas I think if you keep helping me, it's like I'm also waiting for you to solve it for me. I'm like, well, maybe you can solve it for me. I don't think but- so. But no, you can't, <laughs> no. you know, like you definitely can't. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's pretty good. Yeah. I would like to wrap up soon. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that you want to share on that before we wrap up? No. But like, no. yeah. Well, um, I'm feeling, I'm feeling very complete. Yeah. We shared some, yeah. some good shit there. Mm. Noise. Okay. <laughs> well, I hope this was helpful and that you enjoyed it. And yeah, we just share like, so much about our relationship. I'm so proud of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is it a good thing? I think Is so. Is it a good idea? 
<laughs> I think it's a good thing. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like, definitely, like, the changes that are happening in our relationship, a big part of it. I would like to talk about something that's, like, good in yeah. our relationship, you know? Like, I feel yeah. like we easily get caught up in talking about the struggles yeah. and dramas, you know? Yeah, well, I guess that's because that's... I guess it's because my desire is to help people manage the struggles of their relationship better. Yeah, I but want we can to also like, do that by celebrating what's good about our yeah, relationships. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. But there's so much good about our relationship. There's so much good about our relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Thanks Bye. for having me. Bye. Um, yeah, I love being on your podcast. Um, it's awesome. Thanks, babe. You're awesome. <laughs> this was nude with mercy j if you'd like to support me in bringing you more delicious content then please do click the link in my bio or go to redcircle.com slash nude slash donations if you have any questions suggestions or feedback about this episode then please do contact me at nude at gmail.com 